Hello and welcome back to another week of History Creeps. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris Chavez. I'm joined by... Carter, this is your part. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carter Johnson. And this is my part. Hi, I am Johnny Townsend. I'm here even though I'm fighting off being sick. For you guys, that's why I do this. You dragged yourself out of bed. Well, that and I like hearing the sound of my own voice, even if it is sickly sounding. You don't sound too bad. You don't sound too bad. I'm, like fighting, through, I'm fighting through the scratchiness of this throat here. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want you to lose your voice completely, so uh, I think we're going to do something different this week. We're, gonna, we're not going to actually get straight into a full uh, episode. I think we were going to talk about the Bell Witch this week, but we're going to postpone that for next week. And uh, this is going to be kind of like a little roundtable session, a little get-to-know-us, get-to-know-the-new-co-host, restructuring of the show, a rebirth as Johnny was saying off air, a, re- yes. a rebirthing of <laughs> The history creeps now, you may want to call it. Rebirth. Rebirth. <laughs> it's kind of creepy sounding as, as, as it is. Yeah. Any baby just crying out of nowhere is kind of creepy. Remember that on, uh, speaking of the Bell Witch, you remember how they said uh, Blair, the Blair Witch Project was very influenced by that? Um legend yeah uh, that was one of the creepy things about it was that that nighttime scene when they're out in the woods and you could hear the baby crying or some little kids giggling. oh yeah man oh any little giggles I remember that there's a bigfoot movie like that now too called willow creek that you'd really like. oh i thought you were going to say harry and the hendersons <laughs> oh no <laughs> i knew you were going to go to harry and the hendersons <laughs> that's, that's one of my all-time favorite i love that movie i don't know why but i do get out of here Get out of here. Go back this to your one, home. This one is uh it's it's a guy and his girlfriend and they're camping and they go out looking for Bigfoot and it basically finds them at the campsite and the thing like starts leaning on their tent, you know, and nice. like when they're inside. It's really creepy, man. Did nice. they have any beef jerky? <laughs> no, they didn't have if they did, man, they ate it all and they shouldn't have. Yeah. Peace offering. Well those things love beef jerky. <laughs> well, according to the commercials, yeah. And T V wouldn't lie to us. I base everything that I believe in on commercials. <laughs> we You're ba- the marketing person's dream. <laughs> we we base everything we talk on in the show on commercials. Yes. Um, so about that new Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's haunted. Oh. So the rebirthing of History Creeps. We're going to do a slight restructuring to the show. It used to be, like we said before, where we'd take a, a couple subjects, bring them to the table, Johnny'd present one, I'd present one, and basically just give each other information and, and respond and remark on such information. We brought Carter onto the show for an episode, and it, it went off so well, and it was such a nice, relaxed flow to the conversation that we said, it be great, do it again. And we did, and that uh, next episode should be out here in the next week. And uh, Breaking the fourth wall. Well, that's a little weird. It's weird for me to say the next week, but when they hear this, it'll have been two weeks past. What if they hear it later? What if they've already heard it? What if they hear it? They hear this before the last one. What if they've heard it even though we haven't even finished it yet? Now that is some Inception stuff right there. Time travel. You say Inception, (laughs) I say Skynet. I say Back to the Future. I say Skyception. We're going to go with yours. Let's go with yours, Back to the Future. That sounds more fun. Skyception to the Future. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... So, yeah, what we'll do is we'll just kind of dis- discuss uh, how we got into this kind of stuff, like how we got 
interested in historical things, creepy things. Um, I, th- I kind of think it'd be kind of interesting if we kind of go around and uh, I think all three of us are really interested in obviously paranormal stuff. Um, you know, especially when it comes to like uh, all the weird things that have happened in history. I mean, there's all kinds of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we named the show after. Uh, you know, and just like for me, like I'm into everything from, you know, I just sent you guys a link and we're going to talk about this at, on another show. Uh, you know, astronauts are hearing music in outer space. Nice. That kind of stuff. You know, so, or alien, like, can it be alien? Who knows? Uh, so that kind of stuff. Like, did, did you guys, what, what specific fields? Because, you know, some people, I'm really bad at asking questions. Some people uh, are, there are some people who are only into Bigfoot. Yeah. And there are some people who are only into uh, the afterlife and ghosts. Yeah. You know, some people are only into UFOs. I'm personally interested in all of it. It all fascinates me. So, like, is there a certain case or something or event that happened that really kind of sparked you guys into getting interested in any of this at all? Carter, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, There was a – it's basically been a long series of events for me since I was a very small child. Um, You know, living in the South, people have a tendency to believe more in ghost stories and things like that. And uh, I've had – several run-ins probably in the last 25 years that have convinced me of various things um when i was a very small child uh my mom's best friend used to live in a haunted house and uh i would as a small child often go back into one of the bedrooms and take a nap um when i would wake up or when my parents would come to wake me up the furniture would have been moved, or one time there was a chair up against the door. Um, one time I actually got pushed out of that bed, and there was nobody in the room. And I that one I actually totally remember. How old were you? 100%. I was probably five when that happened. When I got shoved, the door against the... Uh, the chair against the door was probably age four. So I mean, they you know they lived there for a couple of years before all of this stuff started to get not not worse, but get steadily stranger mm-hmm. until my mom's best friend and the woman she was living there with just called it quits and both moved out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. As a teenager, um, I had three incidents. Um, that got me involved in UFOs. Nice. Um, we lived on a street that ran parallel to a creek and when I was a teenager. And it wasn't even a neighborhood. It was literally a street that connected two main roads and there were houses on it. And, and, and that was it. So I, you know, I would play in the creek all the time with my toy guns and all that kind of stuff, even up to, you know, age 13, 14. Um, but often I would come in, you know, once it started to get dark, because we, we were on an acre and a half of land that that connected to this creek, so a lot of it didn't have lights on it. Um, I swear I saw a couple of, I don't know if they were like traditional gray aliens, but uh, the sun had started to go down, it was probably about 8 o'clock, it was in the summertime, and the sun wasn't all the way down, but it was below the horizon, so you get that darkening sky you know Mm -hmm. 
I couldn't see technically what color they were, but they looked to be about six and a half feet tall uh, with these dome-shaped heads, almost like a teardrop, kind of. And they were walking around in the woods by the creek. And I just dropped everything and, you know, tore, tore up, the, up the creek back to my house. You were how old at this for this one? I was probably about 12 or 13. Now, maybe they were just, like, lost and they were waiting for some directions. You could have helped them out. They're trying to Dude, get to Mars. You know what? You're joking about it, but it, it was like the confused Travolta memes. That's oh. kind of what it was like. Like now that I've seen that meme over and over and over again, that's kind of what it looked like. It, it was it was odd, man. They didn't even. I don't know. It's hard to describe that one, and nobody else was with me either. You know, the other two things, somebody was with me. Um, the second one, I had a babysitter um, when in from my, you know, single digits through my teen years, you know, that was a friend of the family and she would let me watch Star Trek and Star Wars and didn't care. And, you know, so she was cool in my book. So I'm still living in the same house with my family. She comes to babysit us or babysit me one night and both of us are sitting there in the den and we see this light in the backyard and we go out there to look through the kitchen window and there's this just light hovering over the the creek bed back there, probably, I don't know, three, four hundred feet in the air. But you couldn't tell what it was. It was just a ball of light. Hmm. Like, it was like an, it was like when you see an orb in those, those ghost videos, like on Ghost Hunters. Uh-huh. kind of looked like that. Um, and the third thing, I was 19 years old. I was in the car with a friend of mine, and we were driving to another friend's house, and we picked him up, we had him in the car with us, and we were leaving the neighborhood, and all three of us saw, my buddy says it was triangular shaped, I couldn't see it well enough, but he had better vision than me, so, but here's the thing that that makes it interesting, our buddy in the back seat, still to this day, swears up and down that he didn't see anything, like, when when the event was over, he looked at both of us and was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I didn't see anything. I, I I didn't see anything. There was nothing there. Like, it freaked him out so bad, you know, that it, like, challenged his belief system. What'd you guys see? It was definitely a UFO. Um, like I said, my buddy says it was triangular shaped, but it looked more circular to me, and it had uh, flashing red lights around it, and uh, it was dark outside, or getting dark outside, and uh, it buzzed off like it. You know how you see them in the recreation videos, how they move like at right angles. Like they'll go, so they'll go, mm-hmm. and then they'll go up, and then they'll go straight, and then they'll go up. Yeah. So that you know it's not an airplane that you're looking at. It did kind of like that. It zigzagged, and then it was gone. Really. And. Like I said, that's when the guy in the back seat was like, I didn't see anything. Nothing just, we didn't see that. That didn't just happen. Was Come he, on, let's go to this party so we can drink and I can forget about what I just saw. I was going to say, was he freaking out? He was just like, absolutely. He was pretty freaked out, man. <laughs> he still won't talk about it. And this happened, you know, I'm, I'll be 34 this year. So, and he still won't talk about it. So that means it happened like 30 years ago. <laughs> I'm great at math. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, over you know, fifteen years ago, and he still won't, still won't talk about it. 
so very nice what about uh like have you have you been a fan of like a big student of history your whole life as well or yeah my father's always been big into into history and you know the history channel was all when the history channel was the history channel yeah oh, don't get me started. it was always on in his house the history channel is now the travel channel the history channel is now the redneck reality show channel. No, I'm saying on the I get more history off of programs on the travel channel than I do in the history channel now. <laughs> Even the science channel is is know. is starting to get like that too, man. I'm glad I don't have television anymore. I can't stand all that garbage. I remember when all those channels were actually decent <laughs> channels. Wait, are you did you go hundred uh, percent Puritan? <laughs> <laughs> we do cave paintings on walls at my place. Well, you know, one That's of the our things, entertainment. One of the things for me was always all the pop culture around us. You know, like the X Files mm-hmm. and uh, oh yeah, uh, you know, Poltergeist and all yep. that. You know, I grew up in the 1980s when yep. horror movies and that kind of stuff were sort of in their heyday. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 13 years old, I think, when I saw my first episode of the X Files, and mm. that was kind of it for me. I was hooked on it after that. So. Oh. It's kind of like what Johnny said, you know, everybody's sort of interested in it. My main interest is aliens and UFOs, but I dig on Bigfoot too, man, you know, and ghost <laughs> stories. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to bring up a show, and I'm bringing it up because this is the show that really sparked my interest, just because it covered everything from, you know, you had UFOs, you had ghosts and hauntings, and you had uh, true crime stuff on there uh, that was unsolved. A little show called, called Unsolved Mysteries. That was amazing. Agreed. That show... That show is what really got me into this stuff. Like, I was... Because it, it kind of was out the same time that X-Files was out, wasn't it? Around that same era? Yeah, it was like... A, it started a couple of years before the X-Files, and of course, Unsolved Mysteries ran forever. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Robert Stack had that voice, too, that oh, was just dude. creepy in itself, just the way his voice sounded. But I mean, <coughs> it was perfect. And, it, and there was one true crime case, because I'm into all this stuff. I mean, I'm into true crime. I'm into mm-hmm. UFOs. I'm into ghosts and all that stuff. Oh. It's all fascinating to me. But... There was this one case that happened in Valdez, which is this town that's probably about, I can get there in like less than 10 minutes from my house. And uh, to this day, because it actually had an anniversary recently, they still haven't found how this woman was killed. She was driving home. She was like in her 20s. And apparently somebody shot through the back of her car as she was driving and she died. And they don't know how she died or what happened or anything. Jeez. uh, Wow. So that kind of got me started on the true crime stuff. And then as I was watching it, I started getting into the whole... I've never, ever personally seen a UFO. And I've never, ever... I've had a few little weird experiences when it comes to, like, ghosts and stuff. But I've never actually seen a ghost or any of that kind of thing. I like to think of myself as a healthy skeptic. Like, I want to... I'm open to believing, but I'm going to look for reasons why it's not real. So that way, if I can't find anything, then I know it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes any sense. I don't want to go in there and just say, "Oh, this thing moved by itself." So, oh, it's ghost. It's automatically ghost. Right. I want to, you know, I want to look into it and find out why it moved, and if I can't explain it, then whoa, that's kind of interesting. That sort of thing. Um, I used to live. Well, um, my grandmother and my grandpa lived about five minutes from me one time. Like uh, this is when I was in middle school, and they had this old two uh, two story house. And my uncle used to live there with him, and he'd always tell me how it was haunted. He would tell me stuff like, uh, he said one time he something hit him in the head when he's in a, when he's asleep, and he woke up and apparently somebody had threw one of my grandma's my grandma collected porcelain dolls, which are creepy by themselves, by the way. Yeah. Uh, 
and threw one and hit him in the head or something, and it woke him up. That kind of thing. See, that's the only way he could figure it got there, because he was dead asleep, and it hit him in the head. Uh, so anyway, he had moved out, and I used to go over there and spend a night all the time, me and my cousin. And uh, nobody went upstairs. Upstairs is where all the uh, rest of her dolls were at. Uh, you People were rarely up there. It was an old house, too, so you know there was some of the floor wasn't... I don't want to say it was rotting away, <laughs> but you know it wasn't the the sturdiest mm-hmm. kind of thing up there. Yeah, and and I would hear, and you know, I'd be sitting there asleep, and I'd wake up because I'd hear this, like above my head, I'd hear footsteps. Oh man! And and I knew because it'd be like two in the morning, and I knew nobody was up there. And I would bring it up to whoever the next day, and he'd be like, "Yeah, we, were, you know, we don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> yep. And I'm like, I'm telling you. <laughs> You're going crazy, Johnny. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Because, I mean, it would, it would sound like it was, I could actually hear it moving. The sound was going away like it was walking in a certain direction. Oh, my God. That's creepy. Yeah, that it was. creepy. So I didn't sleep the rest of that night. <laughs> and how old were you, you say? I, I had to be in middle school. So I think I was, I was probably barely a teenager. So I'd say 12 or 13 around that age. Oh, my God. Something like that. Um. And in and, and North Carolina, which is where me and Carter live, uh, is like a hotbed for a lot of this stuff. I mean, we got the Brown Mountain Lights. We brought that up before. Yeah. At the uh, Devil Tramping Ground, we've got, yeah, it's, Johnny's right, there's a wealth of myth and urban legend around here. Was yeah, that- I mean, we got, we got all kinds of stuff, and, and I'm a history buff, probably more so than I'm a, a strange and unexplained stuff, so when I put the two together, it's like, you know amazing for me <laughs> was that your first uh brush with unexplained incidents that was my that was my first personal experience um only i've i've had a couple more but I, it was more like at uh, one time i have friends who go ghost hunting and i mean they have all the equipment and all that stuff i mean they're hardcore into it and they said do you want to go and i said sure just because i thought it'd be fun and <clears throat> there's this really old cemetery in Hickory, North Carolina, which is very close to me, uh, and I'm, you know, they've got like, uh, like I think somewhere from the Civil War era kind of thing. I mean, it's an old, old graveyard, and it's huge, it's humongous. So we're all there. All our cameras were fully charged. We, he brought us in his jeep. It was my buddy and his wife and me, and we all three had cameras, and we we're going around. You know, we just we just gotten there, and it was like a little bit after midnight, and. All of a sudden, my camera just died. I just started it, and it just died. And I said, "Hey, my camera's dead." So we just put it. So I just put it back. And we didn't think nothing of it. Then, not even five minutes later, both of their cameras died at the same time, pretty much. Huh? That's and creepy. Was, and then it was feel. It just felt creepy. You know, sometimes you can just feel a creepy feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was going on. Like I, I didn't see anything. Uh, you know, it was it was dark, and you're in a cemetery, so your mind's already going to be playing tricks with you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh. So yeah. we're like, well, we'll just go. So we got in his Jeep, and it's like a, and he hadn't even had that Jeep a year, I don't think. And he cranked it and turned it on, and then it just shut off. <laughs> and he kept trying to crank it. I'm not making this up. That's, oh, that's, man. uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> he kept trying to crank it, and he kept trying to crank it. And finally, it started, and we, we got out of there. But that was a really strange, because I don't know how that happened. I mean, it's three fully charged cameras in a Jeep that was shouldn't have done that. Oof. And, uh, you know, just a little strange stuff like that. I've never personally seen anything, but, you know, it'd be kind of cool if it did. Nice. And uh, what about, like, zool- zoological? How do you say? Zoology? Zoological? 
crypto are you talking about crypto, like crypto, crypto zoology and all that stuff yeah 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 any experiences with stuff like that or ufos or uh i've never had any but i find that stuff very fascinating like i definitely love looking into that uh i hope at one time we're going to cover roswell we have to oh yeah of course that sort of we thing. do i've actually been there so that's even cooler so we can even we got firsthand experience on that yeah my wife went there too she went on a road trip and, and went through roswell yeah, see, I just want to go like to. I even want to stop at that UFO diner. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you've got the museum. Yeah. yeah, it's actually good. <laughs> you guys ever go out to uh, what is it, Silver Silver Creek, the Silver Creek Bridge, or what's that bridge where the Mothman supposedly happened in West Virginia? Oh, oh yeah. No, I'm, I've never been there, but that's another one of those kind of uh-huh. fabled, you know. Yeah, I've been out there. How was it? It's a it's a weird town, man. It's a very weird town, and it's a town that like you. It, that's part of their history, but um, it's just weird. Like there was a museum that's that's it's like this little storefront type of a deal, and it's got all the stuff there is about the Mothman, you know, and all these these articles and pictures and pictures of the old bridge, and it's it's just a really weird, creepy little town, and they have this metal statue of like this um uh, this thing of the mothman in the middle of town like in the town square yeah i've seen pictures of that oh yeah i got a picture in front of it <laughs> oh, dude that's that's creepy man yeah it that's... is but like I, I, been... I, will, I will tell you that kind of reminds me of this for some reason but the creepiest place i've ever been was waverly the uh mm-hmm. that uh, hospital Okay. That's been abandoned forever. I was going to ask you. So you, you talked about the experience with that. So if you've been to Waverly, what were your experiences there? Well, first of all, it, just the history of the place. You know, I mean, a lot of people died there. They had so many deaths that they had a a shoot where they would just toss the bodies down. That's how many deaths they would have there. Yeah. If listeners don't know what Waverly is, we're talking about Waverly Hills Sanatorium, um, and it was a place where they would send people with uh, what was it the. Um, it was some disease that we don't have to worry about now. Tuberculosis. TB, yes. yeah, it was TB. And yeah. it was one of these just massive, massive hospitals. Like, like it's huge. It's, like seeing pictures of it does not do justice of how huge this place is. Right, right. And uh, people basically died there. Like tens of uh, tens, twenty, thirty people a day died there. Oh yeah, I mean, it was a lot. And it's cons- I don't I don't have the number in front of me. We'll have to do an episode on it one day. Yeah, but. for sure. It's considered one of the most uh, haunted places in our country. Oh, it, it's just from that. It's just the. It's just got a creepy atmosphere to it. Even the drive up to the place, like you know, it's because it's. They, I mean, they open it to the public somewhat, just, mm-hmm. just to do tours and stuff like that. But to drive up to it, like you, we didn't even. I went there with some friends, and we didn't even realize we were going the right way because it was just a weird. Look like we're going to a dead end road with a bunch of shrubbery and trees covering it up. That's creepy. Yeah. So even the road to it is creepy. But then you drive up to it and you go through the gate and it. The road's like it all the way through. Well, it was then. This was years ago. It might be different now. And then all of a sudden, it's this huge opening, and there's a humongous building in front of you. Uh, I mean, the size of it is is crazy. I'm telling you, you have to see it in person just to see how big it is. Oh, I plan on it. This, that's one of the places I plan on, on visiting at some point. Oh, I, I highly recommend it. It's just... I mean, even if you just even if you're not into the creepy stuff, if you're into the history stuff... Oh, yeah. It's, it's still amazing. Uh I personally didn't experience anything because um, we went on a tour. We also, obviously, we had to take a ghost tour too, of course. Uh, and <clears throat> like a lot of the rooms don't even have windows anymore because I mean, this is a mm-hmm. nobody's used this building in years. Mm-hmm. And 
you would hear like odd things, but you don't know what it is just because it's a huge building and there's groups and people all around. And then on top of that, there's constant, your eyes will play tricks with you or you see shadows moving. I did see something kind of move, but I don't know what it was. And I think I told myself that it was just uh, the way the shadow was. <laughs> so that way I felt better. But they did do us one thing where it's not a shadow had, person. It's not a they shadow had a volunteer. Person. Like there's long hallways in this thing. I mean, super duper long hallways. Uh-huh. So if you're, so the, the tours go through at night. So the, literally the hallways go into like, you can't see where they end. Like, just they go into darkness. Oh God. No. Uh-uh. no <laughs> so, so what they do, this is what they did when I was there. They got, they had a volunteer go, Hey, does anybody want to walk up in there and come back? <laughs> and oh my obviously, God. I'm not. Stu- My mom didn't raise no fool. I didn't do that. Did anybody? Yeah, somebody did, and they came back awfully quick. <laughs> oh my god, that's. Crazy. I wonder why. Because you're walking into it's pitch dark. I'm not even kidding. It's pitch dark. But it's an amazing place, Carter. You need to go there too. I think you'd love it. Well, I, you know, I'm trying to remember the name of the the. Uh, there's a movie called Session Nine. Yeah, I remember that movie. And they shot it in a real abandoned mental hospital. And I can't, for the I life of me, remember like the name of the hospital now. I feel like it was Waverly. Was it Waverly? Because I and think they, there's the They just the didn't shoot. show the body shoot? Because that's what, when I think of Waverly, that's what I think of is the body shoot. I don't know. I can't remember now. Yeah, you can go to the body shoot, too. You can actually walk down the whole shoot and it's just uh Oh, man. yeah. You can go on YouTube and find all kinds of, like... Um, videos of people who do their things there, and there's all these weird sounds that they get from the uh, from that that shoot, that body the shoot. The ghost hunters, the ghost hunter guys did an episode there, and the same thing happened. The best stuff they got was was it, around that area, and the outside where the shoot comes out, they got some good stuff there too. Ugh. Yeah, I I'll go with you guys. I'll be more than happy to broadcast live, but proton packs. That's all I'm saying. Proton packs <laughs> and a couple of traps, and I'll 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 be good for you. even the new proton packs from Fake Busters. I'll 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 wear one of those and I'll go in there with you guys. Now, I will also say if you go to Gettysburg and it's I loved it there because I love history. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you can take ghost tours too because the whole town of Gettysburg has like all these haunted tales and stuff. Uh, we took a ghost tour, and uh, the the tour lady was telling me and my friends that, you know, if you go back through the through the gate of where the, the park is and all that stuff, you can see some crazy stuff. So we're like, okay, we're going to do that. So we get in his car, my buddy's car, and we drive, and the gate's open, and we drive through, and we see other cars there in the park. So I figured it was still open. I mean, it was late, too. It was like 10 o'clock. The next thing I knew, we were being pulled over, and, and the cop was saying, I can charge you guys with trespassing on federal land. Uh-oh. So what I'm trying to tell you is make sure the park hours are uh, – you know, good for you to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> and there's other cars there because they're looking out for you driving through there when you're not supposed to be there. <laughs> right, right. That's how I found out. Have you ever watched any of the videos online from Gettysburg where people film just like the fields and you see all these weird people images? walking? Like yeah. you'll see people walking in the woods. Yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah that's a famous. Yeah, one. I I have family friends. Um, when I was a kid, that used to ghost hunt, kind of like what Johnny was talking about. And they used, you know, basically the equipment that the guys are using at the beginning of Ghostbusters, the old crappy microphones and the VHS, you know, camcorders. Mm-hmm. But uh, she got some crazy EVP from there, man. 
Huh. Just, like, you could hear people walking and snatches of conversation, but you could you could hear people talking, but you couldn't tell quite what was being said, you know? Weird. It, it was pretty weird, man. It was pretty weird. Well, there was so much death there in just a matter of a couple of days where if, you know, ghosts are real, they're going to exist there. Yeah, no kidding. No right? kidding. I'm, yeah. Aaron and I, my, my wife and I went there. We went to Gettysburg and did the same thing. We took the ghost tour and everything, and they took us around to the fields. They took us around to that lady that got – you remember the one lady that was the, the one – she was the only, like, regular civilian to be killed? Oh, like, Wade. That, that, something. That Jenny Wade? Yeah, that straight bullet yep. that hit her. Yep. Uh, we, yeah. We went there. We went to the uh, that little children's school, the little orphanage. Oh man, do you know the story behind that? Oh yeah, that it was creepy, man. Yeah, that creepy. one's really. Creepy. I don't know. I don't know the story. Tell me the story, Johnny. I don't know. The, the, the gist of it is, it was like in the. You know, I mean, obviously it was during the Civil War, but there's like I can't remember her name. There's like a, a head mistress in charge of it, of the of the school for. Uh, was it for like orphans and stuff? Yeah, yeah, and orphans of the war, I think. Yeah, but she was like above and beyond cruel. Oh she yeah, would, yeah. She would beat them in all kinds of crazy she stuff. She was like, like that. twenty times worse than the lady from Annie. The Annie, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she was supposed to be a slave driver in Annie, and this this woman was like she tortured the kids. She kept, like locked them in closets, locked them in the base in the cellar. Yeah. So crazy. anyway, they say now like that she haunts that place. And little kids do too. Like there's, you'd see little, little, little small apparitions running around in the yard, the backyard. Yeah, probably that's, trying to get away from her. <laughs> yeah, that's. She was know, not a nice lady. Not at all. Yeah. She got a lot of trouble, from what I understand. My wife said the same thing when she went to. Uh, she's done a lot of traveling in Europe because her father worked for uh, Doctors Without Borders. Oh, nice. So she'd always, you know, just hop on the plane and go with him. Um. She's been to uh, Auschwitz and Oof. been in the camp, oh. and she says that's that's how it feels in there. Is there's just you're in a place where so much death happened that you can feel it. That's crazy. And she said she said that Auschwitz, and she went into the catacombs on a tour when she was in Paris. And she said when she strayed off a little bit, the tour guide completely lost it and was like, do not wander off. If you wander off, we are not responsible for anything that happens to you and blah, blah. Like more so than you would expect, you know, a normal yeah. tour guide to be upset. Right. Because people die down there when they get lost. Yeah. Well, yeah, and... You know, people disappear, too. Yeah, they never get found it's again. It's huge. I mean, they don't even have it all mapped, I don't think. No, they don't. They don't. That would be a good episode, too, for, for a future episode. The catacombs, the people who have gone missing. There's just room. You can go into a room, and it's just filled with skulls and bones. <laughs> yeah. <Nice>. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, there's a part of it where... Uh, uh, a specific part of it where a building collapsed into the street. And all the people that were in the building are still down there. Jeez, just and the bodies? Like, you mean the the? Yeah, all the yeah, all the bones and all the bodies of those people are still down there. It was like over a hundred individuals. <laughs> what do you mean, just Chris? Chris what kind of questions? <laughs> well, 
No, what he meant was they all moved down here, Chris, and they, uh, that's where all their families live. <laughs> they just they, they, yeah, you know, they just take it down here. Yeah. It's like a whole new community yeah. down there. They grill out. They have barbecues. <laughs> it's like Pleasantville. He's down, down there forever. Comes up. I mean, that's even creepier if you go there. Just like a, a weird random town in there. A whole Dude, town just to, on uh, its own. Go to Manhattan. That's how it is in the abandoned subway tunnels in Manhattan. Thirty oh, yeah. stories of oh, yeah. tunnels below the city. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, you wait another 10, 15 years, we can do all this in the whole city of Detroit. We'll see. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm not even, I mean, I know it's, I am making a joke, but I have a buddy who his job sends him to Detroit every once in a while. And he'll come back and tell me stuff. And he's like, man, because you won't believe just how dead it is up there. It's like a ghost town. I've heard like stories of like packs of wild dogs. They, they, they just roam these empty streets and empty neighborhoods. Wow! Just like in movies, just like weird. They you see them, you know, off in the distance, and you're like, "Better run because they're coming for you." Yeah. Nuts. So let's book our flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> History creeps recording on location. Run! Hey, my wife. My wife told me when she was in Russia, um, I forget where exactly. They had a, a a tour guide that kept kept trying to talk him into going to Privyat, and she didn't know what that meant. Until we watched a movie called Chernobyl Diaries, and she was like, "Wait a minute, Privyat is the, the oh. town right there." I was like, "Yes, that's what Privyat is." And she was, she told me this story about this tour guide, and I was like, "Wow, I'm I'm really glad you didn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm really glad you don't glow in the dark now, sweetie. I'm glad you didn't take that tour." The radiation. <laughs> uh, yeah, there. Apparently, they they have. There's all these videos on YouTube where you can see what the radiation has done. Oh yeah, to the whole area. It's insane. There's man. a sweet video that someone took a drone with a, a, a yeah, and uh, one of those cameras and went out and, and just flew around. And it's like a it's crazy how nature just took over again. Like there's these there's like a broken amusement park with like vines and trees and high grass, and it's just it's a, it's it's past a ghost town. It's like post apocalyptic looking where nature's just taken back over again. And that's you know what that's exactly how I imagine that place would look, mm-hmm. you know, completely post evac like that. Pretty just, sweet. Yeah. Imagine the ghosts in there. Oh man, that's Johnny. That's where we're going. <laughs> that's where we're going. We get need your... to get some radiation suits, so get on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Making them now, boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you guys, that's a hilarious. Oh, um, Chris, have you had any experiences yourself that oh kind of got you God. into this stuff? Dude, I remember ever since I was a kid, like the, some of my earliest memories. Actually, yeah, some of my earliest memories. I would say maybe six or seven. I remember um, when I lived in New York, we lived in a house that we found out later that it was haunted. But it was always weird things that happened in the house, like the toilets would flush on them, their own. Um, there was a a cabinet that wouldn't stay up no matter what they'd go in and screw it into the wall and do no matter whatever they did. But when they come back, it'd be down and like just resting on the, on the counter. Um, two things that happened in that house or three things. One of them, my parents told me about, and two of them I have slight memories of, uh, one of them, when they first moved into it, my, my dad, and mom, they first got married and they moved into this house. Um, it's one of these two family homes where there's, you know, one person, one family lives upstairs. Another family lives downstairs. Yeah. And, uh, so we live downstairs and 
the first night in the house, they just brought in a few boxes. They had a couple of folding chairs, a little TV stand and a TV and a mattress in their bedroom. And they were telling, they tell me the story of like the lights were off. They were watching TV, eating some dinner and behind the TV was the open door for the bedroom. And my dad said he saw this, just this, like this white mistiness just kind of go by. And at first he kind of like threw it off like it's just like a passing car or something, like the headlights from a passing car. And he said as he sat there and thought about it more and more, he realized like it was impossible because the, there was no windows that from the street, you know, that came in through t- to their bedroom. And then he's thinking, could it have been the TV, like the TV giving off a flash? But again, it was impossible. It was behind the TV that he saw that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he talks about that. And then there was these, this other time... Um, I used to have this little, like, fire truck toy that you push the button on it and make the uh, the the siren go off. And I don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> it had been broken forever. And one night, my dad said he woke up in the middle of the night and it was going off in, in in the bedroom. And he was like, "What the hell is that?" So he got out of bed and he came into our room. And me and my sister had bunk beds at that time. I mean, we were probably seven, six, and seven here. And he could hear it inside the toy chest. So he opened the toy chest and he moved it around. And he was like, why is this thing going off? He couldn't figure it out because it had been broken. It hadn't been, you know, it hadn't worked in forever. And the button itself was stuck. Like you couldn't push it in and make it go off. It was already stuck. So he actually had to like get the screwdriver and unscrew the the battery compartment and pull the batteries out. But um, it was just a weird thing out of nowhere. It just went off in the middle of the night. And the last thing he said, uh, the last story that I remember is, um, woke up one morning, went out into the living room, and there in the living room, in the middle of the floor, was a pile of snow. And we had like a front door and a storm door, and the front door was open inwards, the storm door was open outwards. That's weird. Like somebody had just brought in piles of snow and built a little pile of snow in the middle of the, the living room. That's that's uh, creepier than anything you've said. <laughs> So you know what? That is creepy. Yeah, that's that in the toy chest. Those are <laughs> yeah, just well, weird. If this is in the middle of summer, I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, I remember when we were moving, we were moving out. My dad asked the guy who owned the house. You know, like he said, you know, we've always had these little weird things happen. Like, has anybody else experienced this? And he goes, Well, the pe- the only people that lived there before us, they used to have a little boy, and that little boy had gotten hit by a car. Uh, riding his bike on the street in front of the house and died. So my dad was just like, okay, well, <laughs> that that was the heebie-jeebies. So I, I mean, I've had an experience, I've had experiences most of my life with that kind of stuff, but I've always been interested in like the paranormal, unexplained things, UFOs, like you guys talked about, X-Files, uh, unexplained, uh, unsolved mysteries. Those were like, that was like the stuff I grew up on, you know? I love those yeah. shows. I've had all kinds of yeah. weird experiences. I remember when I was older one time, uh, I was maybe, what, 20? And I was living with this dude. We had an apartment together. And he kept telling me all the time that there was these weird things happening in his room. And, and he couldn't explain it. Like, one night he went to go lay, lay down in bed. And he was turning over. And he noticed across the room his lamp, the shade just started swaying, the lampshade. And... Another time he heard somebody whisper his name and he turned expecting to see me like in his doorway and there was no one there. And I I was just like brushed it off like, oh, come on, you know, he's messing with me. And then I remember one day no one was home 
and I was on the computer. We had a computer desk that was against a wall, and behind me was the door to my bedroom, and it was open. And I remember being on the computer and thinking, I need to close the door behind me because the light coming from the window was reflecting on my monitor, and it was messing with, I couldn't see some of the stuff I was trying to read. Yeah. So I, sh- I shut the door behind me, sat down. No, no sooner had I sat down, but three sharp knocks behind me. Bump, bump, bump. And I was just like, like, I froze for a second. You know, like when you you watch a movie and something really does scare you, like literally scares you, and you get that like your whole body goes cold for a second, and you're just kind of frozen. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's exactly what I felt after I heard those raps. And I was like, nope. Got up, grabbed my car keys, and left the apartment. <laughs> didn't nice. come home. Didn't come home till my friend got off of work. Good decision. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was going to be my next question for you guys. Is we're talking about the major things you know, that have, have sort of tipped us toward the paranormal, but what are some of the, what are some of the minor kind of things that you've experienced, you know, later on where you already sort of have that, I, I had some experiences like what Chris is talking about living in a haunted house. And I, I always thought it was me until my wife, my girlfriend, who was my girlfriend at the time moved in and started experiencing things even weirder than what was happening to me. Hmm. You know, um, I would hear a violin playing in the kitchen at two or three in the morning. Oh, man. And probably the second or third time it happened, you know, because the first time it happened was just like what you were talking about, Chris. I just like froze up and didn't sleep the rest of the night, you know, didn't get stuck a chair under the bedroom doorknob, you know, didn't (laughs) come out until the sun came up. The second or third time it happened, I got up and started walking because my, my bedroom was on the opposite end of the house, you know, from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I started wa- and the closer I got to the kitchen, the louder the sound the violin got. And then when I walked into the kitchen, it just stopped. Wow. And I always thought that was me until my wife slash girlfriend at the time moved in. And one day she was taking a shower and she kind of turned in the shower, and she heard music coming from one corner of the shower. Oh, wow. And she said it was like a very like kind of classical, you know, sounding tune with like an orchestra and stuff like that. And the other thing that happened to her was one night, and she actually woke me up for this one. One night we were sleeping, and she rolled over and, you know, looked at the alarm clock and started to drift back to sleep. And she heard someone shout her name in her ear, like, Ellen. Oh. And she, you know, it shot her awake. And she rolled over and woke me up. And I, that, you know, that I remember, but I didn't hear the, the name get shouted out. But that I, would stuff. Hear, I would hear footsteps in my hallway at night, oh. and nobody would be there. Um, I, I have heard knocking as well. I, I was sitting in my den one day, and I heard... I heard a, a two knock, you know, and I went in the kitchen where I thought I heard it and one of my cabinets was open. Oh, see, that's crazy. Nope. That stuff yeah, still gives I, me the creeps. I'm a grown man and that stuff still well, gives me the creeps. And and as I was moving out, because there was a lot of remodeling being done on the house and I was like, you know, forget this. It's not worth it. There's too much crap going on. I, I don't want to deal with this right now. So as my, me and my wife are moving out, I stopped the owner and just mentioned something about, 
the violin, you know, did anybody have a violin that lived in this house? And she said, nobody played a violin, but her father, who lived there, brought back a violin from World War II Germany and kept it in the attic for oh, five years. There you go. Nazi, Nazi Germany, you know. Oh, so man. Fun. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely have had experiences. I've never had UFO experiences, though I've had weird little things. I remember one time my wife and I were playing tennis outdoors in Florida, and it's not, like, mountainous whatsoever, so you can see pretty far with the sky, and it was a clear day. And I remember we were playing, and just out of nowhere, super close above our heads, we heard just this weird sound. And we both looked up expecting to see, like, you know, a military plane or something, nothing, clear skies, nothing else around us. It was the strangest thing. I can't explain that. Um, other than that, I've had like weird dreams about UFOs and they're so realistic. Like I seriously expect to look out and see them sometimes when I come, you know, I go outside. Uh, have you ever guys ever had weird dreams that I don't know how to explain, like what category would go in? Let me, let me explain to you why I say it because I had this really weird experience one time. So I once had this dream where, um, uh, and I don't know if how religious you guys are. I know you said you're, you're kind of religious, Johnny. You have a religious ex- um, background, um, Christian background. And I went to a Baptist school when I was in, uh, in middle school. And one of the, um, so I was very well-knowledged in, in like Bible and revelations and the end times and those kinds of things. One time I had this dream where I was going into a grocery store and it's one of those grocery stores where the whole front of the grocery store is like those, the big plexiglass, you know what I mean? So you can see out into the parking lot and all that stuff. It's going into the grocery store, getting ready to, to go shopping. And all of a sudden everyone was like running up to the glass and like pressing their hands up against it and looking outside. And I was like, what the heck is going on? You know? So I started to go outside and I noticed that the sky was just like this weird dark gray, like, like the clouds were broiling and I was like, what in the world? And I noticed like all these people, there's people all over the parking lot, people out in the streets, just stopping their cars. They're all getting out of their cars and, and they're dropping to their knees and they're like praying and people are crying and people are looking up at the sky and pointing. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And I look up in the middle of the sky and I notice there's like um, a digital clock display and it's like at seven seconds or something like that. And it's counting down six, five. And as it's going, I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden, and I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, holy crap, like this is what they've been talking about. It's the end time, right? And then all of a sudden, like the clouds, there's certain spots in the clouds that start to part and like angels started coming down but they weren't like angels the way people show with like wings and all this stuff but i knew they were angels because of the way they were it was the weirdest feeling like i knew what these were you know what i mean yeah so these things started coming down and one of them holds up this this like brilliant gold looking trumpet puts it to his mouth and as he's about to blow it i woke up it was the craziest thing and the sound like it sound like it was like an earthquake going on in this dream. Like the ground was shaking. It was really tumultuous, really crazy. People screaming, car, car, honk, uh, car horns honking, uh, crying, praying. It was insane. And then I woke up and I was just like, it was the craziest dream I'd ever had. About, yeah. a, about a year later, I went to my dad's house for dinner. We were all sitting around the table and we were talking about weird dreams. And before I could tell them my dream, my dad's like, one time I had this dream. 
and he talks about having a dream where he and his brother were down in Peru, because that's where my dad's from, Peru, um, and they were at a hotel staying there. And he said that they had just got checked into the hotel, and he goes to the doors of the, the or the windows, and they're one of these, like, old buildings, these old, you know, where the the, sh- the windows push out, they like shutters that open out, you know what I mean? And he yeah. says, he said, as he opens the shutters, he could see that the sky was getting all dark and weird stormy and stuff. And then all of a sudden, all these people on the, you know, on the streets below just started dropping to their knees and crying and praying and pointing to the sky. And then like, he looked up at the sky and he knew like it was the end of the time at the end of time. Isn't that weird? That's, that's weird, man. That's wow. Yeah, that's to me that was like a, one of these weird things that just just again fuels that like so many things are unexplained, you know what I mean? I I had one that's kind of similar but it's different <laughs> if it makes any sense. Mhm. Um like for whatever reason in this dream uh I I was in Japan, a place I've never been. <laughs> and I was the only one I was the only American there. Like I was there by myself. I don't know why I was there. I don't remember that part of it. But I do remember everybody was starting to panic in the street. And I couldn't understand anybody because I, I, I can't speak or understand Japanese. But they were all just started screaming and pointing up in the sky. And I looked up in the wow. sky and I saw this huge, huge American, I guess it was American, plane going across. And all of a sudden it, it opened up underneath and this giant bomb was dropping out of it. Wow, and really? I, I heard the sound of it, the little whistling sound as it was coming down, and I looked up, and I knew there was nothing I could do about it, and then I woke up. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. So, I probably uh, watch too much history stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's when it starts to pervade, <laughs> yeah. pervade our dreams, even. Like, I've never had any, any experiences like Bigfoot or anything like that. I was that. just going to say, you know what, if you guys are, <coughs> are cool with this... Um, I've never told anybody about this. My wife doesn't even know this story. Uh oh. Um, Exclusive. Johnny, are you Johnny? Do you know where the you know the campgrounds that are outside of Monroe? What are they called? Do you remember the um, name? I'm trying to remember the name of it, but they're the ones you know. They're sort of campgrounds, but they're not really. They're right there on the water, and you know they have the the big fire pits dug and everything, and there's a picnic table there. So they're like not desolate campsites, but they're like maintained. Yeah. It's like camping light, you know? Um, like KOAs. So, yeah. It's it's kind of, you, you, you know, you would set up a tent and everything, but you don't have, there's, you know, a big water fountain, you know, and that is accessible to all the campsites where you can go and get water. And, um, you know, you, you, it, it's not hiking an hour and a half into the mountains and finding a campsite. You know, you can drive up to the thing. Right. So my dad and I used to go camping there a lot when I was a kid. And um, sometimes I would take my friends too and, you know, we'd have our tent. My dad would have his tent. We'd roast marshmallows and do all that kind of fun camping stuff. Um, Well, one time it was just me and my dad. And we were just, you know, going up there for the night and we were going to go back the next day. And uh, the way the campsites were set up, ours was kind of down a hill. And there was another like extended family staying at the top of the hill, like, you know, aunts and uncles, there was like five or six tents in the area and they were all having a fire and cooking and whatnot. 
So my dad, you know, got chummy with those guys for a little bit, and they were, you know, drinking beer and swapping stories and whatnot. Um, so it gets dark, and we go back to our campsite. It's probably 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Me and my dad are, you know, sitting by the fire. We're just talking, and I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper like I always do, and, you know, he's having a Coors Light because that's what he always drank. And uh, whenever he we would do this, even though it wasn't, out in the middle of nowhere, he used to have this, still has it, this Smith & Wesson 9mm that he'd carry with him whenever we would go camping. So, we're sitting by the fire, it's already dark out, there's no lights around us, we can sort of see the campfire at the other campsite, the one on the top of the hill. Wow, my hand is shaking telling you guys this story. Mm -hmm. um, so, we're sitting there, and there's a bunch of kids that were at the other campsite that were my age, so we were all playing tag and stuff, you know, right around my age, year or two, younger or older. Um, so we hear a scream from that campsite. And I don't mean like just, you know, all my brother scared the crap out of me kind of scream. I mean like a child screaming oh. so my dad has that moment like you're talking about chris where he just froze up for a second and didn't know if what he was hearing was was real mm -hmm. or not so he unfreezes he runs to his tent and grabs his pistol and comes back out the two he keeps telling me stay here stay here and i'm like Dude, I'm not. I'm going with you. You've got the gun. I watch enough movies to know what's going on here. <laughs> so I grabbed the big. He used to have this like million candle power light. It was like a spotlight almost. You had to plug it in to to charge the thing. Uh huh. So I grabbed that and I'm following behind him. He's got a big mag light and uh and his nine millimeter and he's you know leading the way and the trail kind of goes through the woods but like at the top of the hill it opens up so that's why we could see the campfire up there Ooh, this is really freaking me out guys so <laughs> the farther up the farther up the trail we get we haven't heard the scream again but we can hear rustling in the underbrush and it's not close to us but we can hear it enough to know that we're getting closer to that sound, the, the rustling sound. And I'm going to try and recreate the noise that I heard on that trail that was not rustling. Give me a second here. <clears throat> That's about as close as I can get to it. That's what it sounded like. Almost like a gorilla uh -huh. or like, a, like, a, like an ape or something like that. I ain't saying it was Bigfoot. I'm just saying that's what it sounded like. Or like young Forrest Gump on the swing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Remember kinda, that? Seriously, I, that's that's kind of what it sounded like too. He, 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 he. Yeah. So the closer, but it wasn't, but it wasn't, it wasn't rhythmic like that. Right. Was, right. You know. So there's there's no lights at this other campsite except the fire, which has started to die because all the kids have gone to sleep and. Most of the parents are drunk from drinking at the campsite all day, so they're passed out. Oh, so, now there's drunk parents around, maybe. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, that's... No, I'm just That's kidding, what man. my dad thought, too. Really? And, oh, wow. 
so he starts kind of being like, okay, well, it's probably some of the parents, you know, screwing around. So he's lowering the gun and putting his flashlight away. Something shifts about 10 feet to our left. I swing the light around. My dad grabs his gun. All I saw were two red eyes in the bushes. Oof. We didn't see anything when I swung the light around, but we could hear something running away from the site. I swing the light back around to the campsite, and one of the little girls that I was playing with earlier that day just kind of has her head sticking out of the tent, you know? And But she's like, her eyes are like the size of dinner plates. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm assuming she's the one that screamed. So... <laughs> The other parents start waking up and coming out, and my dad's starting to realize, hey, nobody was having sex in a tent, mm. and that's what you know we were hearing as we were coming up. Dude, I'm shaking right now t- telling you guys about this. That's the freakiest thing that, like, because I don't know what it was. Hmm. I can't even tell you, hey, it looked like Bigfoot, or hey, it looked like Mothman, or whatever. Yeah. I can't even tell you what it was. It sounded big. You guys have any kind of Bigfoot uh, type creature reported in your areas? There's one near me. I've never seen it or heard it, but they're claiming there's one uh, like not too far from me in Burke County, which is the county that I live in. They say it's a Sasquatch or is it its own creature? Yeah, but they, they call it, it's got its own name. I can't remember it though. Squatchy? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard this one, Chris. Huh. This, this. Tell, tell me, Johnny. I want to. I want to know this. This one's a new. This is a new one on me, Chris. I gotta. I don't remember the name. Uh, let me look it up real quick. You guys talk. Discuss. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was gonna say I haven't had anything. I remember being a kid in Florida one night, and it's when the sun's going down and it's dusk, and I remember being in the backyard and this just massive, massive thing flying over up my head and. I swear to God, like, it sounds crazy, but my first thought was, did I just really see a pterodactyl fly over? <laughs> I know it sounds insane. I know. Uh, the thing is, is there's there's different kinds of cranes or, you know, those kinds of s- southern aquatic birds that are massive. They have huge wingspans. So it could have been yeah. something like that. Uh, but no, well, I also have the, the myth of the Thunderbird, too, man. Oh, that's true. That's true. There is a thunder. I completely forgot about that. Huh. Maybe I came across the Thunderbird. Uh, have you guys ever messed around with a Ouija board? Hell no. I refuse to. <laughs> <laughs> I remember have, my cousin had one, and uh, she was she's older than I am. I think she's maybe 15, year, 15 years older than I, maybe a little less. Uh, <clears throat> no, that's too much. She's probably eight years older than I am. Anyway. I remember one time she told us how her and a couple of her friends played with it and they swear to God, like she swears that they were in the kitchen messing around and all of a sudden the drawers with the silverware just shot out and the silverware flew all over the play, all over the floor. Um, so of course we didn't believe her. And as little kids, we're like, we're going to play with it anyway. And we, (laughs) (laughs) we pulled it out when during like a, a family party and all the adults were, you know, at the kitchen table drinking coffee after dinner and we played with it in the bedroom and i mean i could always say easily it was one of my cousins moving it you know what i mean but who knows that's creepy man yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Too many. You hear too many like weird stories, and you see way too many things for me to be like, eh, I don't know. But then again, it's like, how does that? How if if it's really, 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 really anything as bad as it is? How how is it a toy? How is a, a company have it out on the shelves of Walmart? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, people believe what they want to believe, man. <clears throat> yeah, it could be how much, what you what you put into it, right? Well, I mean, you know, most people don't <clears throat> take that kind of stuff seriously. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I if I had told you know my, my UFO story or that story I just told you know to some of my friends, they'd look at me like I was crazy. Yeah, right. True. You true. know, so some people just they don't they don't want to. They don't want to even consider the possibility that it could be real. Hmm. All right, so uh, I can't find what they're calling it. I know it has its own name. Um, I like Squatchy. It's not Squatchy. I hate to disappoint <laughs> you. I would remember Squatchy. <laughs> I say we call him Squatchy. He should be the the mascot for history. Squatchy, the mascot for history creeps. But there's been sightings in my area since like the 70s. But recently, like in 2010 or something, they found really huge mysterious footprints and it all kind of brought it back up again and now people are saying they're seeing it again all over again well that's getting them much times yeah we'll definitely have to get into cryptozoological zoological uh subject matter for this this podcast absolutely no, one real- of my uh one of my really close friends he does a lot of work for the like for the local like the hicker i mean it's very local news station and they were covering this so he, that's how he, and he kind of does a little stuff for them. So that's how he even knows about this. And he met that guy who found the footprints and stuff. Really? They're like about the size. He said they were about the size of a, he saw them. It's like you could put like a couple, if you lay a couple dollar bills, like long ways, mm-hmm. like about that big. That's how big it was. Somewhere around in there. Two that's, or $3 bills. It's pretty big. Length. Yeah. But uh, so whoever was uh, with there to study it said that. It had, the, the footprints had bends in the foot that seemed unnatural. Uh-oh. That kind of thing. Dang. Hooves, yeah. almost. Yeah, but I, now, like I said again, I've never seen it. I've never even heard anything weird or seen anything, and I'm surrounded by woods. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Interesting. But I'm, also saying, I'm also not saying it's not there. I just know <laughs> I've never seen it. Well, you know, when when Chris was talking about growing up in Florida, I thought he was going to mention seeing a skunk egg. Yeah, no, I've never see. I've never come across that. I know of it. I've heard of it, but I've never come across anything like that. I've never came across any kind of weird animals or unexplained things in that respect. Uh, unfortunately, unfor- or unfortunately, I would say fortunately. Yeah, right. Uh, before we wrap up here, I was I wanted to go around with you guys and and talk about like we talked about all the weird things that that we got into the stuff that really interested us and pushed us in that direction the unexplained. Uh, in terms of history, uh, like Johnny, what would you say are your your favorite parts of history? Your favorite eras in history? Like what subjects in history are you, have you always been, you know, more interested in than most? Probably Civil War. Like I can, I know that stuff pretty well. Anything comes out, I always watch it and. I'm a big Abraham Lincoln guy, so and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, it's probably that. That's what kind of got me. Like, if you jump into the Civil War uh, rabbit hole, you'll get to uh, some odd, weird stuff, too, that way. Oh, easily. Did you watch uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I've never seen it. I was just just so you know, it's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not based on a true story. <laughs> I, I can. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna say I'm a, a Lincoln historian, but I can say I'm pretty close. I know quite a bit. And uh, they took some liberties. <laughs> uh, any other any other parts of history besides Civil War you're into? I love all of it, honestly. Any of it that's that's just interesting, like especially American history, because you know, mm. it's where we live. Yeah, uh, I know quite a bit about, and that's just where I usually. But you know, Russian history is really weird too. Is it? Uh, oh yeah. Well, half of it you don't even know if it's true or not because of how their yep. government is. Absolutely. You hmm. don't know if what what you know is real or what they want you to know, which I guess you could say about ours, really. But <laughs> even more so for them. Trust no one. Yeah. Trust. I mean, we yeah. talked about it last time. I mean, they got stations that still run that were, you know, that just have weird numbers being repeated all the time. That's right. And just weird noises and sounds. So that's right. And uh, one of the future episodes, we'll be talking about lost cosmonauts. Um, they tried to hide that for the longest time, but now in this day and age of of information. Um, stories have come out. I mean, there was always there was always rumors and stories, but now you can actually go online and listen to recordings of cosmonauts. I think there's one where this woman, there's a woman cosmonaut that just gets lost in space, or a man where he just, it's almost like, um, what was that movie with Sandra Bullock, Gravity? Yeah, yeah there's it, one it, where a woman burns up in the atmosphere. Oh, there's yeah. one where oh, you can man. hear a guy suffocate. Yeah, and there's one where you, the guy is just, there, it's basically he's saying, you know, I'm floating away. Like, I can't come back. I can't stop this. I can't. Somebody come help me. And he keeps saying it over and over. And then after a while, it just kind of cuts out. Yeah, he floated away, man. Ugh. But, yeah, like you said about the Russians, it's they were very secretive. And there's a lot of stuff. So that's and a, they still are. They still are, really. I can't say I'm very well versed in it. For me, I've always loved, like, I've loved the war. Civil War, I've always been a very big, big uh, student of, really interested in. World War Two, I was always really big into. Oh yeah, um, I always loved like the civil rights eras of of our country, um, the '60s. Uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge mafia head. Like I absolutely love the story of the mafia in, in our country. Um, yeah, I love I love history. I love it all. Well, I'm I'm kind of the opposite of you guys you know all the weird stuff that i started looking into is kind of what led me to to get because not all of it you know happens even in the last hundred years you know the strange stuff that we're talking about we were talking about uh roswell um Mm -hmm. earlier and you know everybody assumes that was the first uh, uh ufo flap but no, uh, but in wasn't. fact, yeah, there was the big airship mystery in the 1890s. Yeah, even before, even before that, wasn't there a? I think it was in Kentucky where that uh, the guy in a jet. I think it was Arnold. Am I thinking of the right guy? Yeah, Kenneth Arnold was in. Uh, that was in 47. Yeah. Well, who's the guy who actually chased something and he died chasing it in a jet? Oh, because um, he oh, went too high that. or something like that. I know this. Yeah, I know this. I know this one. Yeah, I mean, even back in like our uh, yeah, I wish I could remember the painting. There's like a famous painting too, from uh, you know centuries and centuries ago, where oh, up yeah. in the sky just randomly is like a weird object up in the sky that yep. was painted in there. Yep. Yeah. 
I know what you're talking about. It's um, it's it's in like Italy or something like that. And there's yeah. you see people in balconies and stuff, and and out in the sky there's the and there's sun. people like on the ground looking up at it. Yeah, 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 pointing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, I'm definitely like it, even that kind of history, ancient history, antiquities, that all that stuff. I'm into. I love that stuff. Yeah, that stuff's kind of cool too. Yeah. Sweet. So this is the new history creeps. Three new creeps. The new batch. Well, two of us are old creeps. We just added a new creep. <laughs> two old creeps and one new creep. <laughs> two old creeps and a new creep. <laughs> and a pizza place. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So, next episode, what are you guys thinking, Bell Witch? I think so. I got to tell I, you. I would be inclined to say yes, but uh, I almost feel like we should do a part two of this episode. Because, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I got a ton more crap that I've experienced and been through that's weird like that. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And maybe I'll, I should be feeling better next time, too, so I can really participate. Awesome. Well, this wasn't this wasn't bad. This is a nice little – I like this. this. We should call this a History Creeps Roundtable. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. And also, uh, let us know if you guys want us to do this live. I, I like that idea of doing some live episodes of this where we cover subjects and people can bring stuff up while we're talking about them. I would definitely love to. I was going to start playing some of our old episodes live on the on the MixLR radio. Do it. But uh, So, listeners, if you're interested, get on MixLR.com. It's an online radio station where uh, I have a radio station up. It's called BICBP Radio. And um, I'm going to start playing all kinds of content on there, music, uh podcasts and history creeps will be one of them that we're going to have there and we'll start uh you know advertising when we go live so if you'd like to listen in live uh we'll let you know well ahead of time so you can plan for it mix it's mixlr.com you can also get an app on your phone for mixlr so that whenever you're following us and you we go live it gives you a little alert so you know we're live oh nice yes it's very nice very cool um so next time guys we'll be back to uh you know, to actual subjects. <laughs> exactly, for sure. <laughs> so, for myself, uh, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I think I'm done for this episode. And, no, you can speak for me; it's fine. And oh, that's right, you're losing your you're losing your scratchy voice. So, for Johnny Townsend, <laughs> no, no, really, <laughs> I, I'm I'm on my end. I got nothing else to add for this episode. Like you said, we uh, Carter, we could go all night. There's there'll be a part two of the round table, but uh, I think we got to cut it tonight. Over right. and out for me. <laughs>